0: we want to note that our guest Abed does not speak for or represent the Roots organization. And now, onto the show.
1: All right, so you're saying that these cold rockets is a warning? Yeah, they are for meant real? only for a warning.
2: Yeah, because the airstrikes of the Air Force are not meant necessarily to kill people. I mean, the bombing of... The Hamas tunnels were intentional, and they wanted to kill as many Hamas uh, soldiers as they could. But I'm not talking about that. The air force bombing of buildings inside the Gaza Strip of civilian buildings—it's in an attempt to destroy Hamas outposts and nothing, nothing more.
1: Now, um, since it is uh, an international building for uh, international press. Of course, they won't target it before making sure that everyone is out because, like, you can't kill um, a Chinese guy and then get, run away with it. There's mm-hmm. uh, justice in this world, and Israel knows that they are going to get in a, baggy, a very big trouble uh, if they like kill international people. In this war, um, there's more than, more than 273 like men, women, child got murdered in this war. And you said just now, right now that by firing, uh, by destroying that international building, none got hurt. That's true because it, uh, it got evacuated. It got like um, telling that it's going to be uh, destroyed. So why why did these people die and didn't happen exactly what uh, like happened to that building?
2: First of all, half of those people, and that's an estimate, I don't know for sure, but half of those people are Hamas soldiers who the Israeli army wanted to are, kill in the first place. Wait, uh,
1: wait, wait, wait. Are like... Uh, 65 child and uh, more than 40 women are uh, Hamas soldiers.
2: No, 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 and that's, exa-
1: so. that, that's exactly where I'm going.
2: Uh, these 100 people, these 100 innocent people who weren't, for a fact, Hamas soldiers, women and children, who were killed. If you count the amount of bombings, okay, I'm not saying I'm not saying the Israeli Defense Force didn't do any kind of mistakes. On the contrary, I think we did a lot of mistakes, and I think we killed way too many innocent people, okay? But if you count the amount of buildings bombed and the amount of bombs dropped in the gun Strip compared to the amount of people actually killed, you'll see that many of the buildings that were bombed, no one died in these scenarios, meaning the knock on the door project was actually a success. Most of the buildings that were bombed didn't kill anybody. But those nine families you've mentioned which are a tragedy and we should address that a tragedy both here in israel in the west bank and in gaza strip are a failure of our army sure there i'm not i'm not like i'm not like an army officer I, I don't know i don't know what what was the scenario i i don't know the, the specific case but, but, i don't know, I mean, I, I don't know the... can i ask you
1: something how old are you um I'm, I'm 18. um i guess next year
2: you're gonna be in the army I'm. I'm actually uh, going to the army in like forty days.
1: From your experience, I don't know. From people you know, like everyone in the army should know that there will, will be uh, innocents will die. There's uh, people who are innocents again died in this war. Uh, like have none, n- nothing to do with Hamas, nothing mm-hmm. at all, and mostly people like. You said mostly there are soldiers of Hamas. Well, the only uh, number of uh, soldiers from Hamas is like 30 or something like that. So mostly... I mean, I, I'm not
2: really counting on numbers that came from Hamas because they have a specific political agenda. From you
1: Gaza, know. not Hamas, from Gaza. Oh, Gaza, from Gaza like, in general. In like, general. Yeah. All the people said, uh, when it for the people who died,
2: they said it's not soldiers of Hamas. Mm-hmm. Look, um, when you count the number of children who were killed in Gaza Strip, I can't say I, I disagree with you. There are way too many dead children. Specifically, by the way, in this mini war compared to other wars in Suketan in two thousand fourteen and Amudan in, in two thousand nine or two thousand eleven, I can't remember when it was. There were less civilian casualties on Palestinian side. On the Israeli side, there's usually 10, maybe 20 uh, casualties because we have, obviously, better technology to to defend ourselves against Hamas rockets. But specifically in this mini-war, when there are a lot of civilians killed on your side, a lot of um, children and women killed, it it, it makes me and a lot of people here in Israel doubt uh, the actions of our military, okay? We, 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 can't, we can't realize how, how come specifically in this war there are so many dead children. It makes us think maybe the Air Force did a mistake. Okay, I'm not saying it's perfect. Not in any way. I'll be the last person not to criticize uh, Israel's army. But I'm saying uh, I don't know the, um, the interests and, and the, the scenarios uh, and, and their details to themselves. But I do know that there were a lot of attempts to prevent civilian casualties. For example, knock on the door. And there are a lot of civilian casualties. And I agree with you. There are too many civilian casualties. Okay? Like, there should be none. None civilian casualties. And it's a tragedy, both in the Israel side and the Palestinian side. But it's weird that in this mini-war, so many children have died. Okay? And it's, it's something we should look into. Both Hamas and Israel.
0: Right. So, so it seems that Abed, your your, your argument is that this proportionality of casualties of technology is what is driving your thoughts behind this. And Amir, you're saying that you don't disagree on much of the disproportionality of casualties and technology, but your but your argument seems to be more about um, a bit more about what Israel is doing to prevent casualties, as opposed to what you say is Hamas um, more or less exasperating the count
1: saying that the Israeli
0: army have all this technology and all this development
1: it's like um one of the most strong armies in the world with all this what they have at least like we say um okay there's gonna be a lot of lost lives in this in such a war but not like this number Mm -hmm. not like this number yeah, might, I, I agree with you.
2: I agree with you. It's, it's, it's problematic. I don't know why there's why so many children casualties in this war. I have no idea.
1: It's, it's like never uh, to hurt anyone. Well, the actions that have been happening all this uh, time from the Israeli soldiers in, uh, in Gaza or in the West Bank shows that um, the army doesn't care about any civilian's life uh Mm -hmm. that that is Palestinian from action that has been happening and going on in al-Aqsa Mosque. people are just praying only praying firing up bombs and shooting and stuff that happens in al-Aqsa also the things that has been happening the fights between the army and the Palestinians shooting uh, against rocks wherever it is in the West Bank I guess like um, a gun is not like uh, a rock. So why, why shooting them?
2: No, but Abed, you're, you're confusing here two different things. The military's actions in the Gaza Strip, I'm saying they don't have a special interest to hurt civilians. In the West Bank, it's a completely different scenario. In the, in the West Bank, for example, uh, the case of Iyad al-Khalak, who died... A bit over a year ago, it was a disaster, and it's, it's completely the army's fault, okay? In the West Bank, where the army is in charge of policing and in charge of, of the um, armed occupation on the Palestinian villages, it's completely different, and there's a huge problem of violence in there. We shouldn't, we shouldn't look at these mm-hmm. cases as similars. I, I, I agree with you. With a lot of the things that's happening in the West Bank and inside Israel about lynches and Arabs and lynches and Jews and people gathering up to, to beat up, beat up just random people because they're Arabs or because they're Jews. And I think setting on fire synagogues or or any kind of holy place is false and it's wrong. And we should leave uh, as Israel's army should. Uh, with a long procedure of peace with Abu Mazen and the Palestinian Authority, we should leave the occupied lands of Palestine. And I think the violence problem of just kids, 12-year-old kids, throwing small rocks at army soldiers is a very problematic situation, and we shouldn't look at it at, uh, as, as terrorists or something like that. It's kids it's kids throwing rocks against the gun. And I completely agree with you on, on certain aspects of the thing. Should I, should I believe we should completely just leave uh, the Palestinian Authority immediately? No. But I think we should sign a peace treaty after a very long procedure with Abu Mazen and the Prime
1: Minister. Well, it has been signed before in... Oslo, Oslo. Yeah, Oslo.
2: Yeah, that, but then, uh, then a lot of people supported didn't... that,
1: that procedure. Oslo happened like... It has, like, none of the... Israeli army or any Israeli citizens have the rights to live in the West Bank, but they didn't follow these instructions. They built uh, illegal settlements. Yeah, you're right. Illegal settlements, exactly, by stealing lands and uh, getting people out of some houses, uh, destroying houses making the West Bank like three parts, uh, the area A and the area B and the area C. So that mm-hmm. was, like not uh, as Oslo said. Now, um, so you're saying that the Israeli army um, in the West Bank is different dealing with the uh, Palestinian than Gaza section, right?
2: Yeah, because in the West Bank, it's a military occupation, other than the Gaza Strip, where Hamas and Gaza Strip is a, it's a self-sustained autonomy. It's, it's, it's outside of Israel. I mean, the Gaza Strip, um, the West Bank is also outside of Israel, but Israel's army is all over the West Bank. It's everywhere. It's everywhere inside Palestinian villagers, inside Palestinians' homes, and it's a completely different scenario. Back in 2005, before 2005, we were also inside Gaza Strip, and we left. And after 2005, Hamas was elected right after we left.
1: You said that the military should be at the West Bank. Is that correct? I'm not saying the military
2: shouldn't be at the West Bank. I'm saying yeah. there is a very major problem with violence between soldiers and Palestinians, and it should be inspected more than just uh, outbreaks of violence more as a matter of policy inside the government inside the Israeli government I mean I don't I, I personally don't see a reason to continue to occupy Palestinian lands I think it's I think it's not only hurting Palestinians and hurting soldiers we send out 18 year old kids we send out to the to the uh, to the West well, Bank
1: this, I think it's hurting the Israeli 18, economy too this 18. Kids that send out are trained, fully trained for years to deal with such uh, things. Not like only learning. Oh, okay. Hold your gun. Stop a singing from coming to you, and if uh, if it needs, shoot him in the head and kill him. They are trained to do stuff like disgusting thing. And, and that's exactly what I'm saying. Th-
2: there, there is more than just. Um maybe terrorists in the West Bank and law enforcement in the West Bank by soldiers and violence and, and all that. There, there are kids in the West Bank involved in violence with soldiers, okay? It's, it's a much bigger problem. And, and why is that? I mean, the occupation lasts for a bit more than 50 years now, right? Yeah, back from the 1960s. In the past decade and a bit where Benjamin Tanya was the prime minister, He, on the one hand, didn't want to talk to Abu Mazen and the Palestinian Authority or leave the West Bank because we shouldn't hold Palestinian uh, villages uh, under our occupation anymore. But instead, he just continues to build more and more settlements, illegal settlements sometimes. He encourages settlements and settlers to continue building in the West Bank, thus making the problem much more difficult to solve. I don't think we can prevent this violence when our army is still inside Palestinian villages. I think we should leave, at least for now, I don't know if we should leave the entire West Bank now because there isn't a, an ongoing peace treaty or peace agreement. But I think we should right now leave all the Palestinian villages, okay? And, and, and preventing all this, all this um, very, very pointless violence between kids just throwing rocks and an armed and armed 20-year-old eight, eight, man. Okay, there's there is a very big difference between a rock and a gun. I, I completely agree with you, and it's a terrible situation. I think the army should leave uh, Palestinian villages in the West Bank.
0: All right. So we have to cut off there. We thank we thank you guys so much uh, for coming. Abed, do you, uh, do you want to give us like a conclusion? Uh, anything else you want to say to our listeners?
1: Thank you all for listening to me. Um, I enjoyed the conversation a lot. I uh, learned some new stuff that I literally don't know, didn't know at all. And the discussion gave me like more knowledge of what's gonna. It was really nice meeting you guys,
0: and hopefully, having a good life. Thanks, David. Amir, uh, anything uh, wrapping up? Anything else?
2: Yeah, you said you said Abed, you were like participating in a um, Palestinian and Israelis like uh, uh, talking program.
1: Yeah, it's like an organization called Roots, um, mm-hmm. where Palestinians and Israeli citizens in the West Bank uh, come around um, in a whole year program uh, with meetings discussing about the things that's going on sometimes about uh, religion, uh, learning about each other, um, uh, In a point we want to reach uh, to make peace between the two people. Mm -hmm. I think that's a great
2: initiative. And I think the actual change, if not coming from the governments we see right now in Israel or in the West Bank by Abu Mazen, I think it will come from programs like this. I think the people of the future will go ahead and make the peace agreements between the two sides and between the two uh, peoples are programs exactly like this. Uh, I actually know an Israeli friend that was in Roots a few years ago. He said that a lot of Palestinians don't know a lot of things Israeli people tell them about Israel and the West Bank and how they view it. And, and, and the same on the other side. We don't know a lot that the Palestinian press tells the people or how Palestinian people are, are educated from age zero. And they don't know anything about us and this this lack of knowledge causes misunderstandment causes fear and when there's fear there's violence and it will never end as long as we don't talk to each other
1: that's kind of true but also like what i also know from my experience in roots changing my mind a lot about the israelis um, that people are just here to to take lives. well no. They are just people who don't know what's really going on in Palestine by their media or like their news. Mm-hmm. So like they judging some, uh, they judging us on what they hear from like, yeah, uh, there's stabbing things happening in G T O. Like for example,
0: mm-hmm. uh, they hear
1: that, but they don't look for what, like, yeah, why uh, is it true or not? Is it false or not? Um so I think a lot of Israelis changed their mind and also started looking forward, uh, knowing what's really going on about stuff.
0: Mm-hmm. I agree. Gentlemen, thank you so much for joining us today. Um, it's been a pleasure. And to our listeners, we'll put the link for the roots program in the description of this podcast. That concludes this episode of Gen Zero's Talk Politics. Be sure to join our Discord server, follow us on Instagram at Gen Zers Talk Politics, and on Twitter at Gen Zers Talk Poly with an I, and add or email us to ask your burning questions. Thanks for joining us, and we hope to see you next time.